Pastor Saxton Odom here, so thankful that you have decided to join in to Wine on the Church of God's podcast today. We pray that this sermon blesses you, encourages you, and draws you closer to God. God bless you today is our prayer as you listen. I want you to grab your Bibles this morning and turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 8. And we're going to begin in verses 12 through 17. Again, that's Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. And when you have it, will you stand, if you're able, for the reading of the Word of God today? Last week, we talked about being the vessel. We're in a series called Restoration of Pentecost, and we talked about be the vessel. Sunday night, I preached on our need for Pentecost, and God baptized three people in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord a just a thank you? God bless you, and thank you for that, Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, I went this week and preached revival in Bahalia, and uh, a mighty, just uh, no words to really express the power of God there and they had been seeing God move in great ways but kids seven and eight year olds I'm talking about I walked up to one girl one young girl uh, and I walked up to her and she just lifted her hands and she just immediately started speaking in tongues and the Lord is baptizing young babies in the Holy Ghost hallelujah he's baptizing the young and the old and God is doing a work in this last day hallelujah but this morning I want to talk to us about follow everybody say follow about following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, 12 is where we'll begin. And it says, Therefore, brethren and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, everybody say the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons or the daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we also may be glorified with Him together. And I want to focus on verse number 14 today where we're going to take the majority of our text from. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Will you stretch your hands toward heaven and let's pray together for God to touch us and to bless us this morning through His Word and by His Spirit. Father, we thank You, Lord, for the praise and worship that has gone up in the house today. We thank You for joy that we feel in this house. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Full of glory just to know You as Jesus, our King and our Savior. And Lord, let that same joy and that same expectancy and that same level of rejoicing accompany the preaching and teaching of your word today by your spirit Lord Father we ask you God that you would help us to follow the leading of the spirit that you would help us to follow the teaching the guiding hand of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit we ask you to move and to come down in this place anoint me to teach and preach the word anoint your people O God to receive the word with gladness to receive the word with a changed heart to receive the word with a ready spirit 
Spirit. Lord, I pray for receptivity of the Word of God today and declare the very Word that says, Your Word will not return void unto you, but it will accomplish that that you sent it forth to do. So I declare it over every life in this house in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Come on, give the Lord another hand clap of praise today, and you can be seated. So good to have my friend Savion with us in the, in the church today. I invited him, and he came. Will y'all make him feel welcome, and all of our other visitors as well? Hallelujah. Amen. I want to talk to you today about the subject of follow. The other day, I was watching a scene from a new, a new uh, series. You may have watched it. You may not have heard of it called The Chosen. Now, there's been movies about Jesus and films made about Jesus for a very long time, but this probably is some of the most accurate retelling and best depiction of the stories of Jesus. How many ever heard of The Chosen and know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's, in fact, very easy to find. It's absolutely free, and I wouldn't be telling you this if I hadn't already screened it myself and know that it lines up with the stories of the Bible, and there's such a richness of the story of Jesus in it, you can download the app on your phone if you've got a smartphone called The Chosen and watch season one and two absolutely free. And I encourage you to do that if you like, if you have free time and let God bless you in that way. But I was watching a scene from The Chosen where Jesus is talking with a would-be disciple who is going to come from the disciple of John the Baptist to him, whose name was Philip, the brother of Andrew. And Jesus is sitting there at the fire with Philip. Everybody else is in bed. And Jesus tells Philip, I've been wanting to talk to you about something. And Philip says, well, I've been wanting to talk to you about something. And almost at the same exact time, they both speak. And Jesus says, follow me. And Philip says, I will. At the very exact same time. In fact, no sooner in the film than Jesus had gotten the words out of his mouth, Philip released the words out of his mouth. That was a response in the affirmative to Jesus' uh, question of Philip to follow him. And no sooner than Jesus had let the words out of his mouth than Philip said he will. Why does that happen? See, that was just a retelling of the real story in the Bible where Jesus, we find, went to Philip and all the other disciples as well and says follow me why were the disciples so apt and so willing to follow Jesus can I tell you that there was a subscription already there was a pull there was a pulling in their heart in which the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Jesus Christ had been pulling on them for some time to follow him in fact you're at church today and you're at church last week and you'll hopefully be at church if you're able as the Lord permits you to do so in the days to come because there is a pulling on you to follow after the ways of God. Hallelujah. You should thank God that you are willing to follow the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want that kind of expressive faith. I want that kind of daring, that kind of dauntless, that kind of readiness to follow where Jesus is leading. No sooner than Jesus getting the words out of his mouth than I say, I will. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter where you take me. It doesn't matter where I go. It doesn't matter what you do. But Jesus, as long as you're leading, I want to follow. Hallelujah. As long as you're pulling me, I want to go wheresoever you lead 
me, there I will what? Follow. You see, we're not just given the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, to wear as a badge of honor, but to follow. Acts chapter 2 is not the end of the experience of Pentecost. In fact, it is just the beginning. The Bible tells us that there are in fact 26 more chapters that come in the book of Acts after Acts chapter 2 in which the disciples did not just remain in the upper room speaking in tongues forever, but they came out of the upper room back into everyday life, back into their city, back into their jobs, back to the temple for worship, and they turn the world upside down because the Spirit just not did it get in their heart and on their tongue, but the Spirit tied a rope around them, so to speak, and began to lead them into places that He wanted them to go. God has a plan for your life. Hallelujah. It does not matter your age. You are never too young and you are never too old. Hallelujah. I, I want to talk to some young people and to some old people this morning who are in the house and may say, well, I I'm not there yet or I've passed the point of being led by the Spirit into dauntless and daring activities. Can I tell you that the Bible tells us there was an old woman in the temple whose name was Anna and that she was waiting on the fulfillment of her promise. Hallelujah. But she did not go home and just leave it all behind. Day after day by the leading of the Spirit she would come there awaiting the fulfillment of a baby born of a virgin named Mary. And one day her eyes beheld the baby, praise God. Her eyes beheld the promise. But she would have missed out on it if she would have just said, I'm too old, I've been doing this too long, I've been following too long. But day after day after day she followed the pull and the drive of the Spirit of God to go into the temple and to await to the promise. And I'm reminded of some wonderful brothers and sisters that are in this house, older and younger, that day after day, day after day the Spirit leads and you follow and that there are doubtless blessings that are coming in your life when you follow the Spirit of God how many say I want what He's got for me hallelujah I want to receive the promise of fulfillment in Jesus Christ there are 26 more chapters to the book of Acts in fact there are 22 more books of the Bible after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Do the math, and that is one-third, 22 divided by 66 is point three 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 and going on, right? It is, in fact, the fraction one-third. One-third of the whole Bible comes after the book of Acts. One-third of the whole Bible comes after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, representing the church age. And I want to tell you, to be instrumental in the church age, to be used by God in this age in which we're living until He does come again, until He does call us home soon and very soon, we've got to stay ready. We've got to stay willing. We've got to say no sooner than the Spirit says follow. We've got to say I will. I will follow you, Holy Ghost, as you lead. I will what? I will follow. I will what? Everybody help me. I will follow. I will what? I will follow. I'll follow. I won't fondle and fumble through life. 
I won't forfeit God's plan by cementing my feet where they stand right now, but I will follow. I'll follow His path. I'll follow His word. I'll follow His will. I'll follow in the ways of the Lord. Hallelujah. But we're not left on our own abilities to follow the same Spirit that fills us and lives within us and baptizes us is now the same Spirit that leads us, Jesus said, into all truth. And here in the book of Romans chapter 8, the Apostle Paul tells us that as many as are led by the Spirit are the children of God. As many, that means everybody that wants to be led are led by the Spirit of God. You know what that tells me, Sister Diana? Is that there's nobody that predicates your response to the leading of the Spirit but you. Now this is a hard pill to swallow for some of us. Because we want our relationship with the Lord to be based upon the church we attend. Or we want our relationship with the Lord to be based upon the pastor's uh, preaching. Or we want our relationship with the Lord to be based upon uh, our attendance to discipleship or Sunday school or whatever else. But solely you are responsible for your own following of the relationship in the Lord. I'm responsible to help you with that and oversee and instruct you in the way of God. But God is not going to ask me, did Chris Cooper follow the Lord because you told him to on the day of judgment? He's not. He's going to ask Chris, Chris, did you follow me because I said follow? So the predication of you following the Lord is based solely upon you. As many as want to are led by the Spirit of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. I begin to look at that word led. To understand what it means to follow, we've got to understand what the word lead means. Well, what are we following? Who are we following? And the Bible tells Tells us who we're following. We're following the Spirit of God. Who is the Spirit of God? The Spirit of God is the third person of the Trinity, the third person of the Godhead. In fact, in Acts chapter 2, when Peter was preaching on the day of Pentecost, he says when Jesus was sat down, he shed forth the Holy Spirit. So who is the Spirit of God? He's the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Over and over and over again in the New Testament, he is referred to as the Spirit of Jesus. So when we follow the Spirit's leading, we are following Jesus' leading. When we follow the Spirit's leading and are receptive to His call and are receptive to His pull, we are following the very pull and the very call of Jesus Christ. So what does the word led mean? In the Greek, it's the word agathia. And it means to lay hold of, to bring, or to carry. How many know sometimes the Spirit has to lay hold of us? Hallelujah. Come here, Cynthia. I'll use you as an example. There are times when we willingly follow the Lord, and then there are times where the Spirit has to, grab my hand, lay hold of us. 
and He has to lay hold of us because He knows where He's leading. Without Him, we would not go. I want you to catch this this morning. He knows where He is leading that without Him our natural man or our natural woman would not want to tread. Because somebody tell me the truth, is the Christian walk always easy? Mm -mm. Is the Christian walk always a walk in the valley of roses and lilies? No. Sometimes it's treading on thorn bushes, hallelujah. Sometimes it's walking through a den of vipers. Sometimes it's facing the fire itself. And the Holy Spirit knows this. So the very word God gives us in this passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 8 where it says led is that the Holy Spirit will grab a hold of you. Now that matters to me because I don't just serve a God, stay right there, who is waiting on me. He, now sometimes He'll leave me on my own free will and He'll wait on me to catch up to where He is and He'll say, follow me and on my will I'll inch up toward Him or I'll follow after Him. But then there are times when the Holy Spirit knows what lies ahead you won't make it through without His leading. What lies ahead you will not be able to traverse the passages of tribulation without His leading. And so what He does, is He comes and He takes hold of us. Hallelujah. And He begins to pull us sometimes. He begins to bring us. He begins to carry us through whatever it is that we're facing and whatever it is that we're going through. Sometimes He has to carry you kicking and screaming. Somebody say amen. But you see, He knows that the end result of where He is leading you is so important that if He'll just grab a hold of you and pick you up and carry you and you're following that kind of leading of the Holy Ghost that it'll all work out. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say it's going to all work out. Everything's going to be alright. Everything's going to be fine as long as you're following the leading of the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit knows. The Spirit knows what lies ahead. The Spirit knows the dangers of the world. The Spirit knows the trials that await you. Sometimes He pulls gently for us to follow like on our sleeve and says, come on. Like a child with ADD, <laughs> attention deficit disorder, which I think most kids probably are, may not have, but they're prone to those stages in the early years of their life. You can say, hey, come on, let's do this. And three seconds later, they're... Climbing up the ladder that you told him not to three minutes ago. But you know what? That's just like us. The Holy Spirit can say, hey, come on, let's do this. And he looks around and probably sometimes like, what in the world? I told you not to do that. And so sometimes he'll pull gently on our sleeve and follow. But then there are those times that he grabs a hold of us. Then there are those, those times that he carries us. He leads us in that manner. This word is also used in Matthew chapter 21 verse 7 when the Bible says they brought the donkey and the colt and laid their clothes on them and set him him being Jesus on them. This same word agathia is the word used in Matthew 21 7 where the disciples went to retrieve the colt to fulfill its purpose. Sometimes God's not going to 
leaves you tied to what is known. He wants to untie you from the familiar and lead you into the unfamiliar. He wants to untie you from the comfort zone and lead you into the uncomfortable zone. He wants you to get out of the boat, Peter, and walk on the water. He wants to get you out of that place of familiarity so you can really get into the place of miracles. And so the colt was untied and brought to Jesus. The colt was tied to what it knew. It was tied to what was familiar, and an unfamiliar opportunity awaited. And you know, they say donkeys are what? Stubborn. Y'all heard the expression stubborn as a what? Mule. Donkeys and mules are stubborn. They have their own mind. They have their own way. And because of stubbornness, I'm sure that donkey did not want to leave what it knew. And I ask you the question this morning, because of your own stubbornness, how many times have you missed miracles of God? Because of your own stubbornness, how many times have you missed the blessings of Jehovah? Because of your own stubbornness, how many times could God have opened a way where there seemed to be no way in the wilderness? But because you were stubborn, and because you knew this, you didn't know that, you understood this, you'd been at this place in your life for some time, and you were comfortable, you familiar, but when the Holy Spirit came to bring you to where you needed to be, stubbornness kept you tied to the post of the past, and not the reality of the future. And you may have missed out on a golden opportunity because of stubbornness. So when the Holy Ghost comes to retrieve you, when the Holy Ghost comes to grab hold of you, when He comes to bring you to where you ought to be, do not kick against the goads. Do not pull back. Halter no longer between two opinions, but as soon as the Spirit quickens, be there, thou, thou therefore ready to follow the leading of the Lord. And in so doing, blessings will follow you. So the first part of the word is to lay hold of, to bring, to carry. The other part of the word means an accompanying partner or presence. In Acts chapter number 21, if you've got your Bible still there with you this morning, will you turn there with me? I'm sorry, not 21. Acts chapter 11, verse 21. Turn there with me in your Bibles. If you've got them there with you, Acts eleven twenty one, And it says, And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then the news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad, and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue. Everybody say, continue. Continue with the Lord, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people, and the disciples were first called Christians. Where? In Antioch. That second part of that word led means an accompanying partner or presence so there is sometimes that he will grab a hold of us and bring us 
to where we need to be. He'll carry us to where we need to be. But then there are sometimes the leadership of the following of the Holy Spirit is just accompanying us as we continue. I had you say that word for a purpose. Everybody say it one more time. Continue. Continue in the Lord. As we continue in the paths of righteousness for His namesake, sometimes the Holy Ghost is just there accompanying us. He's our accompanying partner. He's our, praise the accompanying presence as we continue with the Lord. I marvel sometimes at people who always want to hear. Now God speaks to us for sure. He'll speak to us in prayer, speak to us through the Word. But there is a a level of maturity where you begin to understand you don't have to hear from God all the time to know what you're supposed to do. There's a level of maturity children reach that they don't have to hear from mama and daddy all the time to know what to do and what not to do. But they continue in the direction of parents. And the same is true of us. We don't always have to hear from God every day. Don't do this. Do this. Don't say that. Say this. Don't go there. Go here. We don't have to hear that every day. Why? Because He's already given us all the instructions and all the commands we need to live by in His Holy Word. And Thy Word have I hid in my heart, O God, that I might not sin against Thee. Hallelujah. So when the Word is in me and I am in the Word, and I continue in the Lord. The Holy Spirit, day after day, just is accompanying me. He's a partner in life. He is that presence that walks beside me as He walked with Barnabas in uh, Acts chapter 11, as they continued in the Lord, and God added to the church. I subscribe to you. We get caught up in the great and mighty outpourings, and they happen. They do I'm not neglecting them. They happen. We see it. I see it. They happen. They happen in our church. But sometimes in the mundane, we miss out on the miraculous. Sometimes in the mundane, in the monotony, we we miss out on the miraculous. And, And we can just be continuing in the Lord, but the miracle is that God's still going with us. (laughs) The miracle is that He has not left us, hallelujah, but He is there. Though you may not know Him, though you may not feel it, though you may not be able to discern it immediately, that presence is accompanying you and partnering with you throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month, throughout your year. The Holy Ghost is your partner he is your friend he is your uh, partnership with God through the power of the spirit hallelujah give him a hand clap of praise today if he doesn't go with us all is lost if he doesn't go with me I don't want to go at all somebody say amen if he's not accompanying me then I cannot do anything in and of myself. But because of His presence accompanying me, because of all that He is partnering with me, that means every day I'm continuing in the Lord, peace is going with me. Every day I'm continuing in the Lord, joy is going with me. Hallelujah. Every day I'm continuing in the Lord, love is going with me. Goodness is going with me. Mercy is going with me. Patience is going with me. Kindness is going with me. What am I talking about. I'm talking about the fruits of the Spirit that are exemplified and listed for us in Galatians chapter 5. Every day that the accompanying partner of my life, the Spirit is leading and I am following. Everything that He brings follows with me and with you.
He is that wonderful partner, that mighty counselor. Hallelujah. He is the paraclete in another place is what Jesus called him. Now, we don't understand really what that is because we, we did not grow up in those times ruled by the Roman government. But we can uh, draw an allusion to it today with Memorial Day. And we can talk about how soldiers, even that we know, sometimes have to have partners in carrying their baggage to accomplish the mission. And in the Roman day, the paraclete was not necessarily one who fought directly, but one who supported the fighting. The paraclete was a carrier of the armor. The paraclete was a carrier of the weapon. He was a helper. He was the one that you could lean on in times of trouble. In John chapter 14, Jesus called the Holy Spirit a paraclete. In fact, the Greek word there is parakletos, meaning always the helper. In John 14, 16 through 18, Jesus said, I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper. Everybody say helper. That word is paraclete, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you, hallelujah, and will be in you. That was before the day of Pentecost. Now he is in us. And he said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. The paraclete, the helper, is there in life. And then lastly, the last part of that word, led, implies directly to us that through the Spirit's leading, we are then able to lead others. Through the Spirit's leading, through the Spirit's discipleship and maturity and growth in our lives, we are then able by His power to help others discern and understand where and when and how and why and what the Spirit is leading to. See, we're not just being led to the, by the Spirit so that we can say, Oh, look at me, I'm following the Spirit. But we're being led so we can show others the way. We can be led so we can show others how to follow the Spirit. Titus and Timothy were people that God had put directly under Paul's uh, advice and leadership and capability and instruction in the Word of the Lord. And God saw that they had ordainedly and precisely been put in His leadership. Paul saw rather that God had put them in His leadership and He decided to teach them the way of the Lord and they followed in that way and they were able to then teach their churches that they pastored and follow in the way of the Lord. Those that God puts in your family are not there by mistake. You may have asked for another family. <laughs> Sometimes and ask for another member of the family. But those that God puts in your family, even the black sheep, are there ordainedly put by God because He knows, hey, Sister Jimmy has the ability to. 
follow the Spirit, and she has the ability to, to teach those. Sister Connie has the ability to follow the Spirit, and she has the ability to teach her family how to follow in behind. It's not just directly correlated to me and God, but from God through me to my family, to those I work with, to those I do life with, to those I'm in church with, the community of faith, those God puts under your care to teach them to follow in all of His ways. To lead in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. The Spirit is leading. The question is, are you following? The Spirit is grabbing hold of us sometimes. Are you pulling back because you're comfortable where you are? You're stubborn, possibly, where you are? Or are you freely and willingly following where He may lead? And therefore, receiving the blessings of where God leads. Because the blessings are there. Hallelujah. Can I tell you, let me share a personal testimony with you. And, and you know, you know me as your pastor, and that, that I am, but you don't always see the internal struggles and things that I go through and pastors go through unless we share them with you. But it wasn't easy almost four years ago to leave my home, really, the Gulf Coast area. It wasn't easy to come to a town I had only heard of once, Winona, where there was no seafood <laughs> but catfish. And though the people were so cheerful and wonderful and friendly and though the presence of God was there I still had to make a decision to follow but sometimes I think about had I not the misery that I would have lived in being out of the will of God because see to me it, it's not about money it's not about prestige it's not about fame it's not about fortune it's not about the building although it's beautiful it's not about any of that to me it's about being in God's will and following his leadership. And I, I wonder the misery that I would have lived in had I not followed God's will and stuck to what was comfortable. I wonder the misery that I would have lived in had I not moved four hours from my family even though they were right up the road then and now I hardly get to see them. I wonder the misery that my spirit would have been tormented with every day. And some of you know that misery because you've been out of the will of God. Some of you know that misery because you're not following His leading. Some of you know that misery and you, you, you can't get comfort. You can't get that peace back. You can't get that joy back. And the answer is because you're not following His leading. So restore, allow yourself to be restored in the leadership of the Holy Spirit today and follow the leading of God. Now, almost four years later, I am so blessed. And I'm not just talking about superficially. I am and, and blessed with, with money and different things. I am. And the church is a very big part of that. But I'm blessed with friendships that I would not have, uh, have had otherwise. I'm blessed to know you guys and not just know you briefly, but to know you now a little bit in depth. I'm blessed to know and to see God at work in a community of faith. But none of that would have been accessible had I not what followed. Stand on your feet with me. Sister Laverne, will you come to the piano?
Only God and the mind of God knows what awaits you. But Brother Stanley, in Romans 8, 24 and 25, it talks to us about praying in the Spirit with groanings and utterings that cannot be understood. We know it as intercession. But on, in that passage of Scripture where Paul is teaching, he says, and he who knows the heart searches the heart. When does he do it? When I'm praying in the Spirit. When does He do it? When I'm aligning myself in His will and in His way and in His Word. When does He do it? When I'm getting up under what God is. All that God is. God is my supreme commander, in other words. God is my director of my life. You've seen the, the uh, bumper sticker, God is, Jesus is my co-pilot. That's wonderful. Praise God. I mean nothing wrong by this, but Jesus shouldn't be your co-pilot. He should be the pilot. If Jesus is co-piloting, then something's wrong. He should be the pilot. And when you get up under everything that He leads and provides in, true blessings begin to fall in your life. Blessings that no price, Brother Chris, can be put upon. Blessings that no fortune of man can provide. Laying up my treasures in that home above. Trusting, fully trusting in the Savior's what? Love. I'm getting ready to leave this world. How can I dwell in all of eternity with the Spirit of God that I don't follow? But while I'm following, He's getting me ready, Sister Annette. While I'm following, He's getting you ready, Sister Rothy. While you go through those battles of trouble and trial, while He has to carry you through some of those things, Sister Jimmy, He's getting you ready. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands to heaven? Father, I thank You, God, for the Word of God. Lord, I thank You, Lord, for the ability of the anointing that You've given to me to preach and teach the Word of God today. Father, I thank You for this Word. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Lord, we don't want to just have the Spirit and wear it as a badge of honor. We want to follow into the places that You are leading. We want to follow into the places that You're sometimes tugging on our sleeve and saying hey come on or sometimes you're grabbing hold of us and carrying us and bringing us or sometimes you're just that accompanying partner and that presence that's leading us as we continue in the ways of God so that we can turn around and in your power lead others help us follow Lord help us follow wheresoever you may lead Help us follow into unknown paths. Help us follow into unfamiliar territory. Help us follow from the known into the unknown and find the truest expression of purpose and measure in our lives there, God, by Jesus Christ. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you stream podcasts. To experience other sermons, watch us live, donate, and more, visit us on facebook.com forward slash WinonaCOG. Thank you for listening to the Winona Church of God podcast.